Fresno, California today. Okay, sometimes I'm on my bed, yeah. I don't got no time to spare. I could go my way, go yours. If you see real life, I see toys. I, I don't got no time to spare. What's up, everybody? It's Steph, Steph the Pharaoh. I'm here with a special guest today on this beautiful Monday, the day, a couple days after the new year, uh, January 4th. Uh, it's a great day today. I'm feeling blessed. I'm grateful that Shane was able to come to Visalia today. Shane's here for Lux to give you mindset. I had a pre-recorded, uh, well, a few pre-recorded episodes that I wanted to air, but I was feeling a little bit spontaneous and I just want to bring you something current. Uh, not to take away from any of the guests that are soon to be on, I just thought this video should air right away. Shane was actually supposed to be guest number two in Lexic View Mindset. We had filmed the whole video, but some things happened uh, behind the scenes. There was little family circumstances that I had to take care of. And so I didn't actually air that episode, and this was back in November, uh, but it's been well overdue. I wanted to bring Shane back on. This is episode number eight of Luxic View Mindset. Shane, thanks again, brother, for showing up. Prior to uh, the last interview, Shane was actually living in San Diego and he was about to move back down to the valley. Um, he's living in roughly, I think, Porterville, Springville area, right? Kind of like yeah. success in a way. He's living um, out there. But I wanted to bring him back. Now he's in town. Now everything is changing for him, and he has a very powerful story, and I kind of want to dive into that. But Shane, how you been, man? Good, man. Uh, thank you for having me on. Appreciate it. Yeah. Round two. No problem. Yeah, round two. <laughs> gonna get this one. Gonna get this one have right. The, uh, the encore presentation, I guess. But uh, yeah, um, just moved back. Uh, it's pretty good so far. You know, I'm, I'm just kind of enjoying the the transition and uh you know being with family being around friends again uh you know old friends and stuff like that but uh yeah it's been it's been crazy year heck yeah right 2020 uh crazy year for everybody <clears throat> crazy year for myself crazy year for you for geez, everybody so uh yeah i've just i've just enjoyed the last a couple of months, really the last month, December, November, you know, the, the holidays and and uh, enjoying it with a majority of my family and just, you know, traveling around to family and stuff like that. Check, catching up and uh, just super grateful, super thankful and um, excited for, for this year for sure. I think everybody is, man, you know. I posted something the other day and it was saying how 2020 was the year of uh, like you learned it basically now apply it and not to say that we're perfect or anything but I think we can all extract a few lessons that 2020 has brought us uh, and just try to apply it this year try to be more present in our relationships you know there there's many things going on there's many things uh, life is ongoing that's the crazy part is that once you think you mastered something there's always room for improvement in any any direction and uh, when you don't look at that it can be detrimental to those around you to yourself and yeah. we all probably get caught in our own issues 
But, you know, Shane's been a really good friend of mine. I'm actually reluctant to know his story. And, um, like I said, I'm, I'm grateful to have him on. But Shane, like, just for the audience listening, what sparked you to come back? I know you've been gone for a long time. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I know there was Sacramento and then you've gone to San Diego. And yeah, now yeah. you're back uh, in the Valley. Uh, so, yeah, I, I've been gone since uh, 2014 into that um, got an opportunity to work in insurance uh, up in Sacramento so took the opportunity I was working at Wendy's fellow Wendy's okay crew okay. in here and this was uh, in high school right no 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 I, I didn't get my first job until uh, actually the day I, I turned 19 was my first day working at Wendy's that was my birthday gift oh wow so uh, I worked there for exactly 11 months, and that that Thanksgiving of 2014, um, I had a cousin um, who was working for insurance, and the company was doing really well, and he's like, yeah, we're hiring, and blah, blah, blah. At that time, it'd be $3 more an hour I was making, and it was full-time, benefits, uh, PTO, the whole nine, so I was super excited for that. Uh, so... Got to Sacramento, was there for about two years, and then moved to San Diego right around the time you did. We literally moved the exact same, I think. I didn't believe him when he told me that he was moving down there. I think I was down there. I had only been down there for about a week, and he messaged me out of nowhere saying, hey, where are you at? And he had known that I lived in Fresno at this time, so I was thinking like he he was in Fresno, he's gonna contact me, but it turned out he was in San Diego too, and I was like, hey bro, I actually just moved to San Diego, and he's like, no way. Where are you at? And so that that was an interesting time. I mean, we worked together out there. Um, I mean, we've gotten to know each other though over the years. We went to high school together, but aside yeah. from that, uh, we were in network marketing together. That's kind of like where we got our start as far as uh, personal development goes. Um, I, I learned a lot in that early stage, mm-hmm. at least uh, as far as growing. You know, personal growth, reading books about business, reading yeah. books about uh, how to. The book by Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Mm, yeah, that's a good book. Um, there, there are many things that we can learn and take away from just all of these different elements uh, of personal development. But anyway, I'll get carried off on talking personal development all day. Um, but I, I really like Shane's story. I've gotten to know him, like I said, very, very deep throughout the years. Uh, we were a part of each other's lives as far as like struggles go, you know, you saw me. Yeah. Um, probably like what my lower points, you know, trying to, for sure. I mean, I think the, I think the thing is, is that, uh, you know, we, we were in network marketing together and we kind of got, we ended up becoming kind of the laughing stock of the Valley, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. In a sense, right. For, yeah. From a lot of people we grew up with, I mean, for me, you had already graduated high school. A little bit different for you. Um, for me, and like Silas and some of the people, um, you know, we were, my, my senior year was revolved around it. And I got, oh, you were still I was, I was, uh, a, I burned a lot of bridges. You yeah. know, a lot of people were like, you know, thought very differently, differently of me, uh, negatively, right? When, uh, when I graduated. And, you know, and, and whatnot. And so I, you know, was, that's kind of followed 
and then I, and I moved away, yeah. right? Literally a, a year later, I was still trying to pursue the whole network marketing and then moved to Sacramento. So I haven't been back in six years. Oh shoot. And so coming back is kind of like, it's, in, it's, been, it's been interesting. I see what you're saying. But a lot of people have kind of followed me throughout the years too, so they kind of see the journey, you know, um, a little bit through social media. But uh, people like you, Cy, um, a handful of others, uh, my best friend Joseph Mitchell, he, you know, we've we've all just stayed in contact, yeah, and we've all just kind of really been there for each other through the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows. You know, when we were in San Diego, we had some <laughs> some super times. low points, yeah. You know, for, and you know, we're down in San Diego, and you live in a big, big city, a lot of opportunity, which is great, but. And we were down there and we were making $13 an hour for starters, yeah. And we couldn't even, I mean, literally, we couldn't even eat off that. I mean, I was in the hole. Yeah. I was too. <laughs> and my rent was like minimal compared to everybody else's. I think mine was like $350 or something because I had, you know, family. But uh, yeah, I mean, what brought me back was, was um, I, I've kind of learned, I've been out. For six years, I've learned a lot. I've grown a lot. Um, it's nowhere near. It's just the beginning, right? That's for the, sure. That's what the journey is all about. So, the big reason why I came back is, <clears throat> well, number one, my business is here. You know what I do is, you know, basically flip houses and stuff. And uh, I've been doing that from San Diego for the past, basically, two years now, uh, and. So it's, good. it's really exciting to be able to be back here and be able to just do that much more, you know. You can only do so much when you're uh, virtual, is what we call it, you know, not in the area. So I'm really excited to be back here and really put some groundwork in and do, just be able to do so much more than what I'm doing. And a family, big thing. Well, literally all my family's here. Uh, and. I have some other family that's moving into the area as well, so it's just a really exciting time. Got that, and then of course, the majority of my friends are here too. So um, that's that's kind of what really sparked everything. And then from a financial point, it's just so much cheaper, and I want to travel a lot. Thank so you. being able to just have the kind of kind of have a home base that's not costing me an arm and a leg. Like San Diego, right? <laughs> like I was down, yeah, I was down in San Diego. Beautiful, right? Beautiful yeah, place. Yeah. I mean, you were there, you saw where I lived, and but it's twenty five hundred dollars a month to be in a place like that. Yeah, you know, and it's only a two bedroom little condo thing, so it's nothing crazy. A pretty decent sized house around here, or even in Fresno. For oh yeah, kind of cost, you know. Oh yeah, or buy. I mean, with it, a pool it just and on, this and that, yeah. you know, the whole nine. So depends on what you want, but I, I can totally vouch for that, man. I mean, my time yeah. in San Diego was very similar. I can often say, like, with me, you, and even Michael, our buddy Michael Cuevas, at that time it was like, all right, no excuses. Like, I'm gonna do whatever it takes, yeah. whatever it takes to fix what I got going on, and that's what I saw San Diego as an opportunity to kind of get away and do me. Uh, with no distractions, with um, yeah. we both did Uber and Lyft uh, on top of we hustled, working. Man. Yeah, we, we, we really, we really got to took. feel the the struggle and the hustle just to kind of get by in a big city. 
Um, but we met a lot of great people. We made a lot of great contacts, yeah, and yeah. we learned even more. And I think it, you you venture out into a big city. I, I really feel that anybody and everybody should venture out into a big right, city at least once, just once to kind of get months, the something, get the um, just the feel, the taste, get the taste for it, because you really start to appreciate a a lot more of the little things, you know, especially around here. It, you know, being in San Diego, everything is so cluttered and tight. Uh, just like many big cities, LA, San Fran, and you start to appreciate, man, just having some land, having a backyard is is a big thing. Yeah, especially so. out there, like you're saying. But I, I kind of want to go back a little bit because I yeah. know your story. There's a lot of people that don't. So me and Shane, we went to Portable yeah. High together. That's where we met. We were in the drumline. Drumline. Uh, good old drumline days, PHS, yeah. Panther Band. Uh, that was an experience in and of itself, man. I mean, we could do a YouTube series or a podcast <laughs> just on that experience, but I don't might have any, to one day. Yeah, I mean, drummers, I, don't, I don't bring some drummers back in. Yeah, I don't think anybody will believe, will believe like all of the ridiculous stories <laughs> and kind of just hear how we yeah, were, bro. Because yeah. I feel like I've changed over and 100%. over and over again uh, over those years. I mean, it's been for me about a decade now. It's crazy to even say. What's funny is that, like, I've told you know some people like Jan and Kay and all them. <clears throat> that like in high school, yeah, we really weren't even close. Yeah, no, not we at all. really didn't even hang out. We were on the drum line together, but yeah. it wasn't until after high high school uh, and being in network marketing together was when we really started to bond more. And it's just, I think it's just really the mindset thing. Seriously, know, the I mean, goals and what we're trying to pursue in life. That, that's so. what I wanted to bring up because you were saying that in a way that people kind of laughed and mocked, but that's because mm -hmm. a lot of people fear change. They fear, hey, this person is doing something different. And in, in a way, I can honestly say for me that this is how it's affected me in some ways. When we see other people doing things or trying to do things, we try to automatically like belittle them to make ourselves feel good. And I feel like that's what a lot of people do unwillingly and unknowingly. And they just kind of talk bad and try to tear you down as you're trying to become or trying to like rise up from where you're at. And, I mean, that's anybody. And that just goes to show like, there's been many people that have spoken on, on the show. Like you got to change up your environments, but it's, it's hard when you're in it and you're in high school or you're doing these things because you're often going to be ridiculed for anything that you do because you don't fit yeah. in or you're, you're going and doing something different that no one else is doing. I think, uh, yeah, no, I, I totally understand that. I, I agree. I just, I think um, a lot of people, you know, especially being in a small town like Porterville and things like that, Visalia and all that stuff, it's, you know, you grew up, we all grew up kind of the same way, similarly, and we just, you know, in high school, it's high school. You know? Yeah. It's, it's the status, you know, and when you go against the grain, you're kind of viewed as crazy, you know, or just <laughs> or just off. And Seriously. But it's funny because, you know, that's what they say about a lot of these guys like Elon Musk and Steve Jobs and all these right. game, you know, these people have changed the game on what they're, you know, how things are done. I mean, it's crazy to think that, uh, like I was telling my dad the other day, like, because he, he can't stand AT&T now. And uh, he's like, well, they're too big to fail. And I was like, well, that's not true because Nokia, they said the same thing about Nokia. They're too big to fail. And where they, they at? They didn't innovate. Where they at? You know? Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, you know, Apple came in and killed it. So, uh, yeah, just, it, it's it's been a fun ride for sure. It, it, it just draws, it just brings you, as, as long as you, 
have the resiliency to continue to pursue what we're pursuing, our dreams and goals and whatnot, financial freedom, I guess. And you just start to eventually, uh, those people or, or certain people, they start to reach out, the ones that are like-minded. And that's all we're trying to do is you know, find the right people to be around at the right Seriously. time, at the right place. And planting seeds. And it, uh, eventually, you know, we start to learn things and you hear about this guy doing this and then you start learning more about what he's doing and all of a sudden you start doing it and then you're making money and then everyone's making money and it's just everyone's having a good time and enjoying life and, and it's kind of how it's worked for you, right? With, with the solar industry and stuff. Yeah, you know, I mean, so. one connection after another, yep. you just kind of get plugged in. I mean, I've been kind of back and forth. Uh, just focusing on different things, but I, I would say during the, the midst of the whole virus pandemic, when it started, you know, I, I was kind of yeah. let go, and I talked about that in a video uh, called Lessons of 2020, link it back to a video on my YouTube page, but I didn't know what I was going to do yet again, man. I mean, 2019, I was, you were helping me market for wholesaling properties, basically. Mm -hmm. I mean, we were marketing for motivated sellers, and I spent a decent amount of money on that, and I thought that my life would have went that way. I didn't hone in on that. I continued to, to also work for the construction company that I was at. And when the pandemic happened, I wasn't all that confident in trying to spend more money marketing when I had leads. And it, I was just, I got stuck in a spot of like fear. Yeah. And I went back to what I know and it was solar, everything else. One contact led to another and people started actually calling me saying, hey, are you still selling solar? And I was like, let me call you back. I can, but give me a sec, I'm busy. I'd make a phone call really quick uh, to Anthony Bonilla and I was like, hey, how quick can you get me on? You know, like I got a couple leads and put me through and within a week or two, like I closed the deal. So it, yeah. I mean, it's interesting how life turns out, you know, right. you might not want it to go in a direction and you might be putting all your energy in that direction mm -hmm. but sometimes god has a different plan for you and i'm not going to say that i couldn't have tried harder in that endeavor because i still believe that number one real estate is all i mean that's why i bought a duplex you know and that's why you're in real yeah. estate too you do something a little bit different but um it'll all unfold within time you know you plans change keep your goals though don't lower your targets that's what i would say but shane it's crazy because back in 2017 when we went on this endeavor i remember you were like i'm gonna go all in and that's one thing i admire about you because you're like nah screw that like he'll, he'll get to this story in a second but he, he was just mainly talking about i'm gonna leave i'm gonna just ditch my job like i got no money coming in real estate like that's what his mind was on and i was like wow i was kind of like scared I, I was an insurance agent at this time i was doing uh personal lines auto and home insurance and i had a decent pay I had benefits I had uh, I got to work from home whenever I wanted like I, yeah, I was yeah. plugged into a neat little system and I didn't want to leave I was comfortable yeah and I was like oh what can I do to like outside on my part-time like my spare time um, and we came up with this idea of me him and uh, my brother Silas Pacheco who's on Lugsy Mindset number one yeah episode number one we we're like real estate Silas wasn't in, wasn't an insurance agent yet Shane and I haven't really we didn't invest really in real estate yet. Mm -hmm. um, spent a little bit of money, got to that point. But I mean, yeah. let, let's uh, 
hear it from you, but what was your perspective of that whole situation that you uh, at that time? It, it was funny because when we when you brought it up to us, I was like, I was like oh shit, I remember this. I got a, uh, I bought, I got some free thing off, you know, from a Facebook ad or something like that, and. This was two years prior. I was in Sacramento when I got this. And I never even, I barely opened it. And I'm like, this looks dumb. Didn't even give it a chance. But when he brought it up again, I was like, oh, shit. Like, I had that. And it's funny because over the years, I've been subjected to real estate. Like, it's like real estate. In my face, it's like Seriously. real estate. Real estate. You know, like when I, it was funny because when I uh, was looking for a job back when I was 18, they want you to be a bird dog. No, 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 no. So, my dad was like, "Why don't you, you know, you want to be in sales and stuff?" And that was back when I went to every dealership in town in Porterville, tried to get a sales job at the car dealerships, and they're like, "No." They're like, "What's your experience?" And I'm like, "I've done network marketing <laughs> with no success." So, yeah, you know, it's just it, it's it's funny, but uh, so. My dad was like, why don't you meet with my real estate agent? And so I go, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So I go meet with her. I sit down with her in her office. She's got paper everywhere. Paperwork is everywhere. It's all unorganized? All just, it's not organized, unorganized. It just stacks of stuff everywhere. And she's like, basically the, the offer was intern with me for two years with me paying you nothing. And you'll learn the business. And she's like, because the majority of this business is paperwork. And I was like, well, that's not going to happen. I'm 18. I'm broke as a joke. And I need to make money. So how am I supposed to make money working for you for free? Makes a no sense. I was like, okay. So that, that, you know, that was the first exposure to it, though, real estate. Yeah. So it was a bad taste. <laughs> you know? And then uh, I got exposed again right when I bought the thing. And then... You brought it up, and I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, we need to do this. So that's why I was like, I was really excited because this is the third time now I've been exposed. So I'm like, okay, this is a sign, right? Like, so I was excited. Uh, you know, we did our thing. We obviously we spent a hair bit of money. It was really you, right? I think I think you were the one that only spent money. So because yeah. no one else had money, you just sold your house. That was what yeah, it was. And I had had a little bit of money. Uh, we invested in mailers. We did. We did like one. It was like, yeah. Yeah, we did one run of mailers. Five hundred pieces of mail. Nothing. What we should have done is broke that <clears throat> initial investment into a few months or campaigns, but yeah, we didn't know any better. I didn't know any better. Didn't know anything. So and, yeah, big big learning lesson. But like you know, we were all kind of on our own paths, right? So, and but I was very intrigued by what we were doing. I really wanted to do it. I was really passionate about it. But we were all kind of doing our own thing. You know, you were, that was when you got into the, into getting an insurance. So you were pretty busy doing that. And then Cy was doing CarMax, I think, selling cars. And I think he was still going to school yeah, that he time. Was. He was. And, and then he was getting married and all this stuff. So it's just life, right? This is life's, all this life is happening. And, but for me, um, it, I, I was doing, you know, different job after different job. And then I got this nice corporate job up in uh, in UTC area, which is in San Diego. It's La Jolla area. It's really nice. And I was like, 
at that time, at that time we were st it was starting at like twenty bucks an hour or something. So at that time, that was you know those I've been making, and was pretty excited. But it was just it was just like a no. I mean, you had to think a lot with that job because you were talking with uh, uh, financial um, brokers and answering their questions and helping them out. So, anyways. It was the safe gig, is what the whole thing was. It was the safe corporate world job. And I uh, literally got let go uh, nine months in, and it was a big wake-up call. So, because I was in the process of pursuing real estate at that time, I was really learning. I mean, me and Salas were messing around with a little bit. We went and, like, knocked on a couple doors. You know, just getting, really just kind of getting a taste, but we really weren't, like, in it. Right? You, you kind of just jerk around. Like, unless you're really committed to doing something, you go all out, you're all in, like, it's just, you're not going to see much progression. You know, you get told no here and there, and it's, it's fun, right? It's like a hobby. But until you actually make the decision to go all in, and so it took me several months, and then I got fired, and I had, an, I had a position to go in insurance again. Guy was great. I love the guy. I was gonna do it. It was State Farm, but I had. I really asked myself. I said, "Do I want to do? Do I want to do insurance again, or do I want to go figure out real estate?" And so what I did is I went. I had. I have no experience in real estate, and I don't have a license. So what I did is I went on LinkedIn, and I added uh, every person that was in San Diego as much as I could. It was like 200 or 300 people that were agents in San Diego that add them and then I would message them after they added me because on LinkedIn you can't message somebody unless right. you have them as a connection. So I have all these people and I'm just sending the same message. Hey, my name is Shane. I'm, you know, wanting to get in the real estate industry. I will basically do anything for you, a cold call, whatever. I'm looking to be more like an assistant for somebody to get my foot in the door. I do not have a license, but I'm willing to get one in the process. <clears throat> Basically, I'm just looking for somebody to take a chance on me because I, w I was trying to do, you know, <clears throat> I was sending my resume through, uh, what's that, Indeed, right? <laughs> so I'm like, resume on Indeed, trying to get stuff, nothing. Because I don't have experience in real estate and I don't have a license and that's what they want. <laughs> so finally, after about 300 connections on LinkedIn, I had three people respond back saying, okay, I'll hear you out, like, let's meet up. And uh, one, <clears throat> want to do cold calling for commission only. The one <clears throat> was a legit company, and it seemed pretty pretty legit. I didn't even know what I was going to do. But I had this one lady who was in Carmel Valley, which is pretty upscale uh, real estate. <clears throat> it's like middle class, but... Uh, your the homes are like over a million dollars all day. So I'm like, okay, this sounds pretty cool. So, anyways, meet with her, get you know, get on board with her. It was commission only, basically. She kind of paid me cash here and there, but I had a little bit of money still from to get me by. Anyways, long story short, I was with her for only a couple months, learned some things. Okay. And we closed a like a $1.3 million house sale, which was like super awesome. It was exciting. I liked the process, you know. 
and uh, learn some basic stuff. But I knew it wasn't what I was going to want to do. I knew I wanted to be the investment side of real estate. Okay. You know, I built some houses and do stuff like that. And anyways, that relationship kind of went sour. Um, different story there. But it's a uh, funny story, actually. <laughs> you want me to tell? You want me to sure. Tell? Okay. <laughs> so anyways, we closed the deal and she pays me. And I'm supposed to be making a salary now from now on of $2,000 or whatever every month of a salary. And then we'll increase that later on after we start closing more deals and I provide value to the team, right? And we closed the first deal and she ended up not making as much as she thought because she spent on this and spent on this training and all this stuff. So she got a lot of this money pulled out and so instead of making 30 grand on the deal, she made like 20 and she still paid me two grand. But it was like two weeks later, she, you know, we're working and stuff and, and I'm like, hey, I gotta go do, I was gonna be gone for like two weeks or something. I said, hey, I can work, uh, you know, from home kind of thing. And cause I'm getting, I'm setting these systems in place for all these different things. Yeah. And it's going really well. We we're kind of getting some traction. And then she's like, I need that money back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, um, I haven't paid, I haven't been paid for three months, so that money's gone because it went to bills and stuff. I mean, I'm not gonna just keep the money, right? So, anyways, that you know, she kind of just went sour. She's like, I can't really afford this. My husband has this and that, and that's when all the excuses came <clears> after the deal closed. I just and right after the deal closed, and, but I got paid, so I was like, okay. Um, very weird situation. I'm surprised she paid me, but. Anyways, besides the fact, so I just left. I said, you know what? I'm done. Um, let's just, I'm going to just roll. You know, this is, I'm going to just do this real estate thing on my own. And so I started marketing and spending money myself. And October, I started doing that. And I closed my first transaction, April 2nd, 2019. There you go. Super cool, super cool feeling. Uh, funny story too is I had to drive because escrow decided they didn't want to pay me through escrow that deal outside they had to pay me outside and because I didn't have a license they were kind of freaking out which is can be typical in this industry and this is my first deal so I'm like did I just lose that money wow, <laughs> yeah you're all nervous and some sweating balls the whole time because everything is riding on this deal because um, you had a lot of money invested into the I had Not just that, but I had no money. Okay. I drove from San Diego. I had to drive all the way up to Visalia here. That's a mission. And I had no money. I had enough to get gas and buy some snacks. I didn't have enough money in my bank account to get home. I had $20. Couldn't even fill the gas tank up to get home. And I'm here in Visalia. And my guy I was working with, working with on this deal, he, I said, "Hey, I'm here. We closed. Where's the, you know, where's my money?" And he's like, "I don't have it yet." I'm like, "What do you mean? You don't, you know?" And so I had to wait several hours later, trying to kill time here by Celia. And finally, he's like, "Okay, swing by my office. I got it. Got the check. Go deposit it." And it's a cashier's check, which is supposed to act like cash. And of course, the bank over here 
holds literally everything except for 200 bucks. So I was able to get home. But uh, it's just a funny story, you know, you just, everything's riding on that one thing. And ever since then, it's just... I bet it was a huge learning experience though for you, right? Oh yeah, but it's, it's the proof of concept is what it is. You see so many people like doing these deals in real estate and making money without a license and stuff. And it was the proof of concept like, holy shit, I just did that. You know, like the first deal I made $12,500. And, you know, I remember... That's a, that's a good amount. And I remember back then, I remember back, you know, back at when the Wendy's days, that was more than a year at Wendy's. <clears throat> and that was just, you know, that totally five years ago. Shifted your paradigm 100%, right? Like, well, it's, it's, it's like my, you know, my... I knew it was possible, I knew, but until you actually get it done yourself, you do it yourself... Um, it's a, it's just a different ball game, you know, the, the feeling that the not, the knowing that I've done this and knowing that since I've done this now, I can do it again. You know, a lot of people get caught up on trying to like bust through that ceiling because it's a ceiling, you know, they never, they've never actually really themselves have been above that level. So, and it's big, it's, it's. It's big money, you know. It's it's money that I never even knew. I mean, I knew that one day I would make big money, right? Because that's what we implanted in our brains yeah, for freaking yeah. years, failing. If it's not be it, if it's <clears throat> to be, it's up to me. Excuse me. That's a good one. If it's to be, it's up to me. I remember telling myself that all the time back when we were in network marketing. You know, mm-hmm. Just after going to these large events, getting all jacked up on energy drinks. Yeah, talking about how we're not going to be nobody's slave, <laughs> dude. Talking about how oh, man. nine to yeah. five, you're banging the drum, banging the drum, you're driving yourself insane. I mean, yeah. Early on, the entrepreneurial spirit was like stirring inside me. Shane can probably say the same thing. Once you know what's out there and like what possibilities and opportunities are there. It's almost crazy to go back to what you knew before. And it's crazy is that there's a lot of people that have done that, that we know. Yeah. I, I mean... And it's fun. It's it because looks, it's safe, I think. And, well, and I'm the not thing is, is that, but it's, that's the thing is that it's... What, what we're trying to pursue and what we're doing, it is hard shit. It really is. It's, and it's not, just, it's not just hard in general. It's hard on your mind. It's hard on your emotions. Um... You know, there. I can't even tell you, bro, and you can probably relate of how many times, you know, I'd be driving Lyft and Uber and my car's going to be repossessed, right? I have to sleep in my car down in Pacific Beach, taking home the drunk people home to make some money to pay my car bill, right? All these things, um, you know, you're thinking to yourself, what the fuck am I doing? You know, <laughs> like... Really, I mean, and is this really, like, is this, is this gonna work? You know, because we don't, we've never tasted it. You know, we've never really tasted the success, and so that, like that, that check that I made in April was that taste. You know, and I had made, you know, an insurance. I had selling insurance. I made a little bit. I think my best month was like eight grand, which was a lot of money. I was twenty years old. 
yeah, eight grand. I was like, holy shit, I took like three months off. Do you I remember this? I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it, you know, and that's kind of the whole part of ups and downs because when you make you make some money and stuff, and you're like, oh, you get on your high horse and you ride around, and then you realize, oh shit, I got no money. You got to hop off. Celebrate, but too long. Celebrate too long. Celebrate <laughs> too been long. There. I've man. been there. You're not going. Um, and that's kind of like for me, you know, because I, I, you know, I was made. I made some money, and I'm just like fucking blowing it, dude. I'm like blowing it because yeah, you know, I've never had that much money, and so I'm going to these nice ass dinners in San Diego, uh, buying some just dumps, you know, just the dumbest of things, right? And. Living the good life. Living the living what I what you what everyone thinks is the good life. Yeah, yeah. But man, what I've it's it's funny because back then, right when when we were in network marketing, it was all about the Beamer. That's what a lot car. of yeah. That's what a lot of leaders like the big leaders that were already making money pushed. But they, granted, they were like nineteen to 23, 25 years yeah. old. So and they were making 10, 15 grand a month. A lot of them. And, but I agree with you. They they pushed the wrong concepts. They. I think that they push that because it's what motivated young but people. But it's, it's not time. just that. I'm just saying that back then that's kind of what it was all about for us. Like, yeah. we're just like, you got to get the Beamer, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, and it's funny even now is I see so many people <laughs> making, just, just, they're getting their own Beamers and just stupid sports cars when they're making, fucking they're making nothing. <laughs> it, I think it's, you know, and yeah, I, just, I just laugh now because I'm driving a, a 2012 Hyundai Elantra. And when I could be driving a Tesla, yeah, you know what I mean. It's priorities. It's like, well, what are you trying to accomplish? You think about you that know? though, because you have a business set up, so there's like some tax Oh yeah, there is. Eventually, I will get something yeah, nice. Yeah, right. I, I plan on this next year. Uh, we'll but see. That's good. You're but, at yeah. least uh, not on a budget, but you're aware that hey, you got to sustain your lifestyle, and I think that that's where most people fall into the trap. I fell into my own trap of like starting to make good money and yeah. creating this lifestyle for yourself and once you experience some sort of like life experience or yeah you know once you once you're placed with a, a shitty hand excuse my language you got to figure out how you're going to keep moving forward and i think that's what 2020 has taught a lot of people is we all got dealt shit hands really um you know a lot of things changed it it doesn't matter. I mean, even if business boomed for yourself, there were still a lot of changes. Um, but I think a lot of people have have uh, been able to look at their look at their priorities now. I think the biggest thing is you know trying to figure out uh, having like a nest egg of some sort. I think yeah. so many people missed on that one. But uh, there's a lot of lessons to take away from 2020. I mean, what? What would you say is something that you took away? Shoot, man. I took a lot, a lot of lessons happened to me in the mix of identity. Um, and I'll kind of elaborate on that. So mm -hmm. I think that how we view ourselves and the perception that we have of who we are, like I know you guys are listening and obviously I'm Steph, Steph the Pharaoh, Steph and Pacheco, whatever you want to call me. But in today's age, we have many, many labels and when our own identity of how we want people to see us isn't in alignment with who we are in our core, sometimes we can battle that by what we're wanting to do in life, right? So for example, right. you're doing real estate, but I know that, I know you, that's not all you want to do. You, you, 
care about the people around you, you care about your family, you know, you care about um, helping the churches that you're a part of, mm. giving back, tithing. So I know you deeper than surface level. Yeah. And yeah, when you get to know, that's the thing though, it's nice. Yeah, and, but the, my, where I'm going with that is that there are so many people in the world and you guys are probably only viewing what we allow you to see. And that's kind of why I wanted to start this podcast because I believe at the end of the day, we all have a voice, we all have something yeah. to say. And people often fall in love or they, they start to really follow people that are in alignment with them. Yeah. Because I can't tell you how many times, you know, you've done follow people because you're like, eh, I don't really like what they're talking about. I don't like what they represent. Yeah. And I'm good. You know, I'm good. I'm on a different vibe. And that's what this is. We're on that vibe of, of progression, of changing the community, being yeah. an impact, and legitimately helping others. I mean, I don't, I don't know you to be a selfish person. And back when we were younger, I know that uh, there was a lot that went on, you know, where we were in the drumline, like we were talking about. But mm-hmm. I kind of want to go back a little bit because we're yeah. we're obviously talking about where you're at. Um, yeah, I yeah. think that this is important, and we'll we'll revisit this. Yeah, yeah. But I want to go back for the people that don't know your upbringing. I mean, mm. We don't got to get deep, deep. Uh, we can, but we don't have to bring up every story. But uh, <laughs> yeah, kind of tell me how has your childhood and your early upbringing network marketing how has that brought you to where you are today man um it's a good question (laughs) there's there's a lot to that uh i would say i've i think the biggest thing is what's made me who I am today, what's made me the you know, trajectory of what I'm on is basically like the disease that I have, you know, for, you know, a lot of people don't know. And I mean, you didn't even really know until I didn't know later. Until I was like 21. I was 21 years old and I found out a really good childhood friend of mine has a sickness and we were in high school together and everybody picked on him and I was... I didn't really, I mean, you can, you can not vouch for me, but however you saw it, I don't really think that I picked on you the way other people did. I just kind of allowed it to happen because it was yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, but it's still bad of me. And now I don't stand for shit like that anymore. And to kind of see that, um, I, I mean, at the end of the day, my awareness has been brought to a different level. Not to say that I'm perfect by any means, but like when that goes on, and I'm aware of it, I don't really feel like I stand up for it anymore, like, and I'll let it happen. Um, but yeah, I didn't know. I found out when we were in network marketing, the couple of days we were going to, uh, the few days prior, I had gotten you a ticket. We were going to Las Vegas for a convention. Yeah. And I found out that you had a, like a, a disease that is pretty fatal amongst the people that it had impacted before. And so that, I mean, really, Shoot, that was an eye-opener for me, man, because I'm like, this whole time, like, I had an idea of who you were, but I had no Didn't idea yeah. who the heck Shane was yeah, yeah. and, yeah. like, what he had to go through and the experiences. So, yeah, it hurt me, man. I remember going back to my room that night because you were staying at my house as me, you, and my brother. I remember mm. going back to my room, you and my brother. Some, I think you were sleeping in the living room. 
and we, we uh, went to our rooms or whatever and I kind of just like dang I felt really hurt I kind of yeah. like teared up a little bit and I'm just like wow <laughs> like I, I just had no words I had no yeah. words and so kind of going back you know uh, what can you explain better explain what type of uh, sickness yeah, okay um, so I have a lung disease called cystic fibrosis. Okay. I was born with it and, uh, yeah, basically, um, I've had to, you know, go through my life having to do, uh, I do every day I have to do treatments. Uh, I have to take a lot of medications. I have to take medication before every time before I eat um, so uh, it's a basically what it, what it is is that you're it kind of affects the entire body I like to kind of think of it as my body is kind of missing a link in the system <laughs> that I have so a lot of stuff kind of just like falls through the cracks so gaining weight is hard can be hard because uh, I'm, I'm, my body is kind of constantly fighting all the time. Because my body is producing a, uh, basically it builds up mucus in the lungs and can create bacteria and then can create pneumonia. So there's been many times, the majority, a lot of my uh, hospital stays, because I would have to get IV antibiotics and be in the hospital for two weeks stays uh, up in Valley Children's in Fresno. I remember so, this in high school. Yeah, I so I remember you being gone. Yeah, I always thought he was on vacation. Yeah, everyone, no one really knew, right? Um, there was a time. There was a couple times. One time in middle school, the class sent me like a, a cool, uh, a nice card and stuff. Get well and everything. Um, but honestly, in the CF community, which we call it CF, cystic fibrosis, CF for short. Um, you know, we. It's very normal to go in to these hospital stays, and. They like to think of it as like a tune-up on a car, okay. like getting the oil changed, air filter. That's kind of like what they view, what yeah. we all view it as. Check it's up. so, yeah. in my world, it's normal. For your world, it's like, holy shit, you're in the hospital. What the, are you okay? All yeah, these seriously. things are big questions, right? Uh, my world, it's just, yeah, man, I'm just hanging out. You know, and it's funny because when I would be in the hospital during my high school stays, or during school, um, because I, I only went in, I think, nine times during my childhood which is insane for people with what i have they usually live in there you know um i i i uh i i think you know the way i was raised my dad was really strict on me doing my stuff all my medications the treatments and everything and i played sports so i feel like that that combination right there is what kept me alive and kept me thriving being active being active doing what you're you know doing the, the treatments and stuff they recommend basically staying clear um as much as as clear as possible because once the mucus starts to build up you uh you know you can get an infection just just like pneumonia is usually the case <coughs> yeah, excuse me but uh so, you know, I played sports my whole life. I played football for like 10 years. And we did drum lines. So doing drum line, it's, it's somewhat active a little bit. 
I did some swim here and there. You know, just different sports and things like that. And then when I graduated high school, I played a lot of basketball. Um, it's by myself. I didn't really, you know, really have that team sport anymore. But uh, anyways, yeah, so, you know, I would, I would go in for two weeks, but it was kind of like playtime there. Uh, you know, I didn't have school. I didn't do school stuff. Um, and, you know, the cafeteria was open 24-7, so be in 3 a.m. Shane's always trying to eat. We're all trying to eat. 3 a.m. going down getting random stuff that the, the chef will make you. You know, you're like making whatever. They'll make you whatever. But uh, so it was, it was fun. You know, it seemed fun at the time. But what's crazy is that like the average <clears throat> life expectancy with the disease I have is 30. Right? When I was born, 30 years old, they were like, they were like your kid, you know, average, it's looking 30. That's the average lifespan. You know, so so the 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 con, you know, my upbringing was that right, <clears throat> but I saw that, and and here's the thing, this is where kind of kind of ties into everything I'm about. Um, I've you know I literally you know I kind of think of it like this. I literally walk with death on a day to day basis, right? I'm, you know, because I was told that I wouldn't live, you know, all these things, right? My parents were told all these things. The statistics, right? The statistics told us this. And, you know, I was in my senior year of high school. I was in my econ class. And we had this this picture of the statistics of what you would make if by degree. You know, if you just graduated high school, if you didn't graduate, if you got a degree, if you didn't get a degree, all this stuff, right? And people with a bachelor's degree, was the average was like 60 grand or something making a year, and then, you know, it was based by percentages, right? And I'm like, well, what about the people that didn't graduate high school and are making a bunch of money? What's the difference between somebody that did that and, you know what I mean? I, I'm like, it doesn't, I think this is all bullshit. It's kind of like how I thought, because yeah. I, just think I was told- they don't, put it, they don't put the entrepreneurial spot in the category. Never, 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 <laughs> never. Just so, when I saw that, I'm like, and in my life growing up, I've, you know, my whole mentality behind everything is, I'm not gonna be another statistic. You know, I'm not gonna just be used as this another statistic to use in this category and blah, blah, blah. You know, because I'm supposed to be dead at 30. The clock's ticking. That's tough. I got, I got four, I, I turned 26 in February. So I got four years supposedly according to the statistics right so i kind of use that to fuel me all the time um it's like a never-ending fuel to the fire or whatnot i admire that about you though and because so every time every time you come over you're like what are we doing like well what's the plan yeah 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 <laughs> i mean in a, in a funny way you at know? the same time i'm a very chill person i'm very understanding because of what I've had to go through, the amount of people I've had to see die at a young age, right? I've had many friends with the same disease that have died. And, um, you know, does that again bring it, you back to like the reality it, of what you're living? Um, it, it does. Again, it feels me to be not a statistic. Feels me, which I, either way, you're a statistic, right? But I'm just like, I'm not gonna be that status quo because if I am I'm dead right if I just go along with the status quo I'm dead at 30 
right? If I look at the statistics, I'm dead at 30. So why even bother, right? If I look at statistics, I only graduated high school. I'm only supposed to make 20 grand a year, maybe on a good day, right? According to the statistics. So uh, that's kind of what fuels me all the time is that right there. And, you know, just it's just crazy because the majority of people that are that have my disease, they don't even work. You know, they let the disease kind of run their life. Well, they, yeah, they do. And it's, you know, I'm, because it's I'm just, sorry for like saying it that way, but that's like, I feel like some people just kind of like, And this is why I don't really associate myself a lot with the people, like with people with my disease. This is very hard. It's very, it's a very, very negative community. Everybody is just like, fuck it, like F everything. Yourself. Like, feel sorry for myself. F everything, you know, and, um. I you're just, not even I, like that. You're a positive freaking person. Complete like. 180. So it's like, that's the thing, right? Is, you know, you, you have two options. You know, two options. You could go with the status quo or you can go against the grain. And I just love that. I just love being against the grain, being that guy that sticks out like a sore thrum. That everyone, and, and it's going to be funny when I'm 30 and, you know, you know, because my, my goal is, you know, instead of being dead at 30, I plan to be a millionaire at 30, you know, which I think I'm going to get really quicker than that. But that's not the point. It's just kind of how I've had that goal for a, a while. And it's just, you know, just flips it, right? It's kind of like a fuck you, right? I'm supposed to be dead at 30. No, well, fuck you. I'm going to be a millionaire at 30, right? So, like, my perception of life and the things I've had to go through, you know, like I said, like death and everything, a lot of people, especially in 2020, with this virus and crap, everyone's really afraid. And, you know, well, you're killing people by not wearing a mask or, or whatnot, whatnot, whatever the thing is. The new thing is these days that they put in the news. Um, it, uh, it, it puts people's, you know, their, their thinking in perspective, right? Like with that, but for me, um, you know, I, it's kind of just like another thing, another scare tactic. Not just that, but just, <clears throat> um, for a lot of this, the CF community that I've seen, it's kind of ironic because we usually have been the ones that have to like wear masks and like do these things. And it's like for everyone to be doing it now. It's just kind of like this weird, twisted thing they got going on. You know what I mean? It's yeah, just, yeah. it's just crazy how life is. But, um, you know, I'm just, I'm super thankful for where I'm at, for where I'm going. You know, um, it, your story is inspiring to say, like the very least, I mean, firsthand because I witnessed a lot of it. I know we kind of touched on yeah. living in your car for a period of time. Yeah. But. And the thing is too is that, you know, I, I just, I didn't want to be <clears throat> pitied my life. Right, a lot of these people that have my disease are pitied, and you know they're all on disability, and Shoot. they're making nothing, and that's kind of what just they just go with, you know. Well, I have this disease, I can't, I can't, I can't, and I'm just kind of like um, instead of the why me, I'm like try me, you know. I like that. So, and is that why you never told anybody about? your sickness the whole time you know, that's a great question because growing up right you know you're a kid you don't really know why 
I think it was just because when I was a kid, <clears throat> I already got, you know, I got picked on and I just, I didn't want to use that to make people feel sorry or like change the way they treated me. Um, I, I really enjoy being the underdog in things. People look at me and they're like, there's no way this guy, you know, <clears throat> especially with the disease. Like, there's no way this guy, you know, he's supposed to be dead at 30. You know, like, yeah. it just, that, that just twists the things. It's kind of just like a, it's a bit, it's just a, it's a 180 shift. You're just you know? like the outlier. The outlier, for sure. So, you know, but I, I give all of that, all of where I'm at, all of who, who I've been and all the past, the present, the future, everything to God, you know, and that's. And that's, uh, you know, I share that every once in a while. And, and one day I, I do want to get into um, speaking and, you know, being more, being able to share my story on a bigger level. And well, we're here. I know, I know. <laughs> and it's like, this is the first time where I've really like shared the story and share like who I am and what I'm doing and why I am the way I am, you know. And thank you just really quick for giving me the opportunity to speak with you on that level for people that you know. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people can be fearful when it comes to telling people about their vulnerabilities. And I don't view that as a weakness, and I know you don't as well. Um, but again, thank you for just I mean, being on the platform and sharing your story because it's... It's interesting, and I know it'll inspire people with other types of diseases and sicknesses. And um, I, I kind of want to dive in, though, on that yeah. statement about God. That's very yeah. controversial for a lot of people. But I know you. I know that that's not just a phrase that someone says. Like Shane's very active, and he was very active in the church that he went to um, in San Diego. Mm -hmm. he, he was he volunteered every weekend. Um, he tithed all the time, and I know these things about Shane. Uh, I've went to church with him a few times, uh, not as much as he went, but also uh, he went. You went with my brother too, as well, on several occasions. What's so. funny is that he, they're actually going to the, the same church now. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I'm of course, right when I leave, they start going. So. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, I want I want to tap into like what what's your experience with God? Like, did you grow up religious, uh, or yeah. I mean, because. Yeah, we'll, we'll tap into that real quick, and then I want to bring in something a little bit. But. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, God, man. Uh, I grew up <clears throat> two separate households, so both parents were divorced. I was only four years old. And so I grew up with two different things. And my mom and my stepdad, very religious, uh, Christian, uh, which I identify as as a Christian. <clears throat> and... Uh, we went to Church of Nazarene in Porterville back when it was the small place over there off Indiana and Henderson corner. Uh, grew up going there probably every other Sunday because I was at my dad's the other side, other half. My dad, um, he always says he believes in God, but he's never really talked about it, you know. So growing it's up, it's just kind of one of those things, right? Like. But oh, we never went to church. Oh, okay. we never went to church. My dad never did any of that stuff. Never talked about stuff. But what's weird is that we always prayed at night. You know, we said our prayers together. 
which was just a repeated prayer every night, same thing every night. It wasn't anything different. Um, I think it's like the Lord's Prayer, whatever it is. Um, but uh, so we did that, which was cool. It was, you know, that's something my dad taught me about, you know, that of God's side is, you know, saying prayers every time before you go to sleep, which is cool. Um, that's something I look forward to doing with my kids eventually. But uh, other than that, my dad's side, nothing. Now, my mom, we always, uh, you know, usually they would, we'd pray before we ate, things like that. Um, but we went to church, and honestly, growing up, I was, it was just so boring. I'd fall asleep. <laughs> we were always falling asleep in church and stuff. And I think as kids, we could always <laughs> say that we fell asleep or two. You know, yeah. Yeah, we were just hanging out. We were just trying to hang out with the other kids, you know. We're not even, we're not, I don't know, you know, Jesus, what? You know, we are just hanging out with friends and stuff. So, when I was a kid, that's, that's kind of how it was. And then, really, it wasn't until I really, I mean, I was always pretty into God, but not like, um, I would say it wasn't until I really started going through trials and tribulations. 100%. Is when I really started to, you know, because you got to lean on something, right? And when, because you don't have all the answers. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like when no one around you, especially with us, right? Because we don't have, our parents are great. We love our parents. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but like for me, mine were not real supportive of what I was going for. You know, so I was, again, against the grain on all sort all every box on every yeah every every box every whatever <clears throat> everyone was kind of like geez shane's kind of off the deep end i mean straight up my whole family i mean i love my family to death i always i love them all the time yeah. you know we're always hanging out and stuff it's a great time now it's a great time but before you know several years ago when vima and all this and we're kind of just like you know we i was very um um, what's the word? Not confident, but cocky. I was cocky at that time. So, doing that, um, I kind of, like I said, burned bridges and people started viewing me differently like that guy's a douchebag. I think we all were kind of cocky. <clears throat> yeah. Time frame. Yeah. I learned a lot of it just about myself in general. So, so I'm, I'm following. So, but, so, like, I move up there to Sacramento and, you know, I'm just like by myself. You know? And I didn't even go to church up there. Um, but that's when I really started to like just kind of tap into like God spiritually myself. Not even really reading the Bible, nothing like that. Just, just talking. I like talking to God. Not so much entering prayer with God. Just more like I'm just so open. Um, that's kind of like what I like. That's what I, I, I feel about it. <clears throat> I like to pray for others. You know, about praying for others. I'm not over here trying to be like, God, please make me rich. <laughs> you know, like, you know, like fix this and fix that. It's more like, um, you know, if I'm praying for that, it's more like, God, please give me the strength and the courage to keep pushing. Because I know, because my trust is in you, and I know that no matter what, you got me. You know? And that's, that's like what I, that's how I am. My full trust is always in him, no matter what happens. Um, I don't know if you guys <clears> felt <throat> what he just said, but I, I definitely felt what he said. And it's, you can just, 
there's a difference between saying it and being confident when you say it and the feeling big difference the feeling that you just gave me right now is the feeling that i get when my grandfather prays and it's very like it's with conviction it's with Mm. knowing yeah 100 percent that god's got you like what he just said like knowing 110 percent because we don't have all of the answers we can't rely on our own human senses and judgment and brain like in all reality we're a mere image of what god is like but we'll never understand fully at, to the level we need to and that's crazy because all we have is our own perspective yeah yeah you know and i can go on this topic forever oh, but yeah, i just could, yeah. i wanted to hear what you had to say in your own feeling mm-hmm. and, and what it means to you because everybody thinks of religion and god as something that's totally different yeah that's okay you know that, that's okay as long as people can kind of identify or have somewhat of the understanding that we do hopefully better at the end of the day but all we can do is plant seeds and uh, i think people will often miss comprehend what prayer is yeah you know they think of it as praying to this guy in the sky but in all reality like you're speaking they say our words are like swords you know what we say it's powerful and that's why people's feelings get hurt when you say some some types of things because on it can impact you on a psychological level and, and i'll get carried away on this topic forever but in the bible it talks about and i don't i i don't want to sit here and sound like i read the bible every day but there are bits, bits and pieces that i've been able to take and practically apply it to my life like number one be a good person uh act and treat your neighbor with love treat your neighbor as thyself that's why i talk about empowering others like in all reality like like i'm saying it all goes back down to these basics. Be a good person. Treat others. Treat others how they want to be treated, and continue to speak positivity, to speak confidence, to pray for people. Uh, yesterday, man, I just found out uh, John, we were in Pismo. He, his uh, coworker has COVID, and he tested positive for COVID. And instantly, I dropped my phone, and I was like, I just started praying. I just felt compelled to pray was one of those moments where I stood there and I kind of started crying in a way but yeah. praying like God pray for my buddy John pray for his girlfriend destiny pray for my family everybody that you did is here yeah. Yeah. pray for uh, healing yeah. and a fast recovery yeah. I, I, you can bind everything that is in his body that's sickness or that's, yeah. that, that's not of yeah. you you yeah. didn't you didn't give us that that's of yeah. this world and that's definitely i'll say that's that's definitely something that i uh one of the things that i i really enjoyed doing when i was when i went to worship at church was go to the end go to the very end the back of where everyone was at I mean, you know behind the whole congregation and i love to just just spread my arms like this and just pray basically just praying over oh. everybody yeah. that was yes. it's like it's like a tsunami of prayer but I, I bet um, you though on a spiritual level like yeah. could you say because I've experienced something different when I went there and I'll explain that to you here but for you is it a feeling you get too would you say that oh yeah when you're I mean explain that just so I don't the feeling yeah like what, praying what, or the feeling both, of just like just both being in the presence <clears throat> of God he, yes yes people Man. god the spirit it's kind of like an it's kind it can be kind of like an out-of-body body experience for sure um 
it just, you can kind of feel weightless, you can kind of feel, there's several types of feelings you can feel um, that I have felt personally. Um, and it's just, um, yeah, that's, that's what I would say it as. I, um, just, it's just like a, I mean, for me, when I would do it, it's kind of like just, <clears throat> just praying for, to, to kind of like take away the pain of people and the, um, all the bad things, whatever circumstances people are going through. Because, because I've been through it, so I know the pain people are going through, and it's like, I would wish that upon nobody, right? You know, it's like, and we, we can go on this topic forever and ever, but it's just, uh, <clears throat> that's, you know, this is why I, with God, it's just, I just trust 100% everything, whatever happens, it doesn't matter. Whatever happens on this life, it doesn't matter. You know, but because I'm here, I'm going to do everything to glorify him and get to this level um, to show that, like, hey, God, you know, I, and I did it the right way, right? Like, I didn't do it this, the schemey way or the scammy way or the sleazy way or, you know, I want to do it the That's right way um, and, and be able to go get, you know, show that to God one day when you know, I believe in heaven, so... I'm blessed enough to get to heaven. That'd be great. And uh, you know, go up there and show, hey, this is what I was able to do. Like, this is what, you know, the lives I've changed. <clears throat> I hear so many people, like, that talk about, oh, you know, kind of, I'm just focused on myself. And, like, a lot of people are just focused on themselves and their families and stuff. But, man, like, my, like, my whole life, all of my goals, literally everything is for everybody else around me my family, my friends, like, it's like, if you become a close friend of me, you know, it's like, I, I would die for you, or I would do, you know, I would do anything for you, and, <clears throat> yeah, it's, that's just kind of the person I am, but, um, I know you're pretty much the same thing too, so that's, that's kind of how we've been able to stay, yeah, yeah. we've stayed in such close great friends for so many years now I think despite not even being good friends in high school yeah i mean i think we're both what we've understood is that we're both givers yeah uh, we can both give and do things uh my my thing like if you're one of my friends like i'm really big on acts of service and even in relationships mm. I've, I've known that i've come to know that about know yeah. that excuse me about myself um, I do a lot of acts of service, so I will do a lot for you, even though sometimes I don't want to. But it, it's my way yeah, of yeah. showing you, like, hey, let's let's do it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think I've learned that from like my family. It's you know, it's a way we show love in a way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I 100%. I wanted to tap in about your experience just with with God, uh, the Most High, and the reason I say these things is because I don't want to sit here and act like I know everything. Oh, obvi yeah, obviously, definitely. you guys know that I talk about that a lot, and we we have our own experience, and all we can do is really share that with you and plant those seeds. But the reason I was asking you is because when I went into C uh, three at that time, yeah, uh, there were a few times where I had gone by myself. I didn't tell anybody where I was going. I was in like this weird limbo yeah. of being happy and not happy, and there was this time where like I was making a lot of money and I. 
got myself out of debt and I had no more debt and I was buying nice things and I had a nice car and I had everything right but like inside inside it just didn't feel good yeah I wasn't happy like I was looking in the mirror and I was just like who is this guy yeah yeah you know mm-hmm. why am I not excited right now like, what what's going on you know and yeah I remember that day specifically, man. I went and did all of the things I could possibly do in my power to try and make me happy. And it was like a day that I had to myself. It was my day off from you know, my busy uh, life in San Diego being an insurance agent. I don't know what you guys were doing at this time, but it was in 2017. Like, yeah. I was yeah. just like, what's going on? Why am I not happy? Why am I feeling bad? I feel like crap right now. And that night, I ended up going to church. Random. I ended up going to church, man. And what was crazy is that day, I thought I ran over a nail in my truck, but I never checked. My intuition, I heard something go off and it sounded like I ran something over. I'm like, nah, whatever. I didn't check that. I didn't check. I was on the highway. Didn't get off. I went home. Still didn't check it. Um, I go inside and I'm feeling like crap, right? And then I just decided, you know what? I'm going to go to church. I told Drew. I asked Drew and Zach if they wanted me to go at that time. And everybody's like, nah, good. I go, okay, whatever, I'm going to go to church. So I show up to church and stuff. You know, it was my first time there at that church in C3 in San Diego. And it was just, it was interesting, man. Like, I don't really know how to how to put it, but I walk in, just by myself, sat in the back. And when the prayer and the music came, tears out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. Nowhere and just start too, coming sure. out. Wow. And I just start closing my eyes and... What I can say that God is, or the presence, or the Spirit, for me, I've witnessed it. Maybe to not, maybe to not like the extent of whatever other people have experienced, but for me personally, it was like this magnetic pool. Yeah. And I, I mean, the way I'll explain it: if you ever watch Dragon Ball Z, you know when Goku takes the the death bomb from like Frieza and it's like oh, a yeah, big yeah, old yeah. thing well that's what it feels like when you're plugged in and you raise your hands or you speak okay. or that's what I feel yeah, yeah. on a very very deep level man I, I pick up on energies vibes all of that and ever yeah. since then I've been trying to figure out what it was and how how to feel that again in a way but also by like prayer and stuff so like every church I go to I feel that same thing I went to uh non-denominational churches like Mm -hmm. uh, what I was raised in. I went to Catholic churches. Although I didn't really experience anything there ever. um, Not to say it's bad or anything, but just for me, what I felt, uh, I've gone to uh, Pentecostal churches. Mm. There, super powerful experience, man. I mean, everybody's speaking in tongues and all that. Yeah, crazy. It's a a frequency. Mm -hmm. It's a frequency. And when there's so many people believing in the same thing in one area, that pool is intense. So just I'm just reliving what it was in that moment for me. But it was that like presence. And what the interesting thing was people came behind me uh, at the church and they put their hands on me and like on my shoulders. And then just more tears came out. And instantly afterwards, I felt so relieved. Yeah. I felt like I had no issues. I felt yeah. like all, all the weights go. Right. That void that yeah. was in me that day was gone. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is what like my soul yearned for, yeah. needed yeah. ultimately. And so I've had these 
spiritual, you know, experiences over the course of my life. And yeah, I, I tell everybody, man, I like to think of my life as like this spiritual journey. And I know it sounds weird because everybody's not doing that, but yeah, it's what I know and it's, it's how I'm continuing to live. So if you know yeah. me and you're around my circle, like I'm praying for you when I say that, I don't just say that. Like I yeah. actually it's legit. It's legit. I do it. And so, um, like I said, I know we can be on this topic forever and sorry, we didn't even get it to explaining, but right now we're at the beautiful park next to where I live. Um, and there's practice going on. There's a whole bunch of life and I like being surrounded by nature. And it's pretty cool. And yeah. things that are going on because this just goes to show that we're only a mere speck in the universe and we have to influence people with words, with um, our actions and ultimately what we're doing and it just goes back again to why I'm doing this show and why I want to gain different perspectives because yeah. there's millions of people that are out there that are seeking that are like-minded it might not be on this level but it might be on a lot of other things like real estate but there are many layers to the human experience and that's the crazy thing I know, I, I know that I've never really gotten this maybe deep with you before. Yeah. yeah. But this is what I like. Oh, yeah. It's so interesting to awesome. be able to uncover, like, what people go through. And I know yeah. for you, you've had a lot of faith throughout the period. Because, I mean, from when you were living in your car, bro, I mean, not, like, forever, but it was, like, a, a couple instances. Yeah. yeah. Did you, I mean, you had to have faith, right, in those moments? Uh, I learned there's really nothing else there is, you know, like, I mean, you just, but it's, you know, it's, it's a prime example of faith without works is dead, that's what they say, right? Because you can have all the faith in the world, but if I wasn't doing the work, like doing the lift, doing the Uber, like I could sit there and pray all day about how, you know, to save my, you know, because my car was getting repossessed, you know, it's make like, a good point. You know, I could, I could sit here all day and just pray about it, <laughs> do nothing, and it's going to get repossessed. I mean, the guy's going to roll up, he's going to take the car, and who else knows, you know? He's not going to care. I'm not sure. I can't sit here and say that the magical check in the mail would or would not come, you know? I don't know. But that just goes to show that faith, action, action is required. And vision, like, all, you have to have all, all the, three. All. You can't just pray and have the vision. You can't just have the vision and do the work. I mean, you can to an extent, but I feel that God will humble you in many ways to, to yeah. kind of lead you back to the right path. I feel yeah. like. Yeah, I mean, there's just there's just a lot of things to learn. I mean, we're all on a on a journey. We're all of on each other's right? different journeys, right? So, we're all ha got different destinations. All of us, it's all different. But uh, you know, the the biggest thing is just you know, because some people. The, the God thing, like they don't even know, but they are exposed to it constantly, or they're relying on it all the time, and they don't even know it's a God thing happening. You know, which is it's, you know, people you know, it's just it's just some people call it something else. You know, and for me, you know, a lot of Christians, <clears throat> we kind of get labeled as like these crazy people, you know, who shame you if you're not this and shame you if you're not that but there are and the people that do that. and there's a lot and it's and i have family members that are like that and uh you know that's who they are yeah. um i can only be who i am and show the reflection of myself and 
do what I can control, right? So I don't really know you to condemn people for what they do. Yeah, no, and it's and not about that. that. It's not about that. It's, it's like it's, a maturity thing, though. I mean, at the is, end of the day, in a mindset, of, it is it's definitely a maturity thing. But it's just understanding that everyone's on their own journey. Everyone's going to their own destination. And hey, look, man, I, you know, if you're a Christian, cool. If you're not, that's yeah. that's cool too. Same you know, here. I get it. Um, it'd be cool if you if you became a Christian too, like like me. And if you want to talk about that more, you know, we could we could sit down, have some coffee, and talk about it. But you know, I, um, like I'm not over here trying to like press that upon everybody. Yeah. Like, you know, read your Bible and this that. Like I I don't even read my Bible as much as I should. You want to hear a crazy story really quick? Yeah, yeah. So I've encountered in my last gig, um, I was doing appointments. I was selling solar roofing windows. I encountered a lot of different people amongst different religions, and I never once judged anybody based yeah. on that. I've, uh, I've sold projects to Muslims. I never yeah. batted an eye, and they the reason they loved me and they told me, they were like, when we brought up our religion, Ramadan, and all this other stuff that we do for our like religion, you mm -hmm. never, like, we watched your facial expressions as we explained, and we never felt like you were judging us. Yeah. And they, they like me, man. And I didn't judge them because at the end of the day, we're human. We're yeah, human. Yeah. You know, whatever we believe in, like, that's great and dandy, but, like, we're human. We're here. We have to coexist together. And I've even, here in Visalia, there's, um, I'll, I'll show you the area, but I sold windows to a couple of people that don't believe in God at all, that identify as atheists, that even run groups on Meetup. Oh, wow. As atheists. And I straight up told them, Okay, like I, I allowed them to speak their truth as they know it, and I didn't judge them for that. And obviously, I felt uncomfortable. Yeah, because I felt judged. Yeah, in that moment, because I said I straight up don't believe that. Like not like that, but I was just like, oh, okay. Like um, it, it was interesting how I uncovered that about them. But they were like, oh yeah, we run these meetup groups and yada yada. I'm like, oh hey, well, what's the meetup group? They're like, oh well, we're atheists, so. We don't believe in God, and we do this, that, and the other. And I'm like, ah, okay. Yeah. So what? Yeah. I mean, so what do you guys talk about, or what do you do? And it, what was interesting, and what I tried to leave them with, man, was being positive. And they don't have a lot of that positivity. Yeah. They rely on yeah. like the what they can see. And I, I don't right. want to judge any anybody. If you're yeah, watching yeah, this yeah. and you're um, you identify as being atheist, like, hey, I don't not view you any different yeah. like that's something that you go through and that you're doing and i respect you for doing that it's all love uh, yeah but on the retrospect all i can say is like one thing about me is i'm i tend to try to be optimistic and view yeah the positive and extract the lessons even though it's not always what i want and of course i feel like that's, that's a growth yeah. mindset and that can be like a healthy mindset but at the end of I, the day like to each their own yeah you know? yeah that's that's kind of like, you know, I'm the same way. But again, you know, I, I get to walk with death every day, you know? So, yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's different, you know? Like, when you tell, when I tell people my story, and I don't really tell people my story, you know? I don't, I don't go in the depth of, of what I have. I mean, there was, there was a time where I had to go, I had to get, I, I had to get, um, I had just started that new corporate job down in San Diego, okay, and I got sick, 
and I needed to get IV antibiotics in me and basically I had to be in the hospital for two weeks but I was new and I could not not be there okay <clears throat> so what I told my doctor I said hey I can't go in so he's like okay you could do we'll do them from home so what I did what I had to do was I had an IV it's called a pick this. line in my arm for two two and a half weeks and I went to work every day so I had this like this freaking fanny pack thing what I did is I just put that I in it was my your basketball bag. So that's so what I did is instead of wearing a fanny pack because that was not the fashion trend at that time, and I can't pull it off. Yeah. So I put my gym bag. I wore my gym bag all day. That's what happened. So I would put that in there. I would have IV going all day long working, and I just never took my gym bag off. And people would be like, so I went to work for the next two and a half weeks doing that, and they, you know, I had I had one person. She asked me, she's like, why don't you take your gym bag off? And I'm like, oh, I just basically just tuned her out and just ignored her. And just didn't say anything. Wow. You know, but eventually after that, after the, after I got done with all that stuff, she asked me again later at a later date. And she's like, hey, why were you wearing your gym bag? And I told her, she's like, are you serious? You know, she's just freaking whatever out. Whatever it takes, people. Are to tell and it, it is, it's, it really is, the whatever it takes. And so, you know, everyone's going through their own little thing, you know? Their own little thing, and some people may, I, I just view this as my little thing. Some people may view it as like, holy shit, that's a huge thing. But that's just, in my world, it, it is what it is. These are the these are the cards I'm dealt with, and I'm a freaking play to my strengths, you know, and roll with it, so. That brings me back to a thought Yeah, that I, uh, well, not a thought, it brings me back to a memory. Over the summer, I had an opportunity to meet Mike Tyson. Um, this was by like a whim of luck, right place, right time. I like to think of it as I was on the right frequency for all of these things to happen because it was just like within a blink of an eye. Like it, it was a whim of a decision to even go eat at uh, Ike's Sandwich Shop in Hillcrest. Um, and I only had gone there because the other vegan places around were closed and I was trying to go home. Yeah. Uh, and I meet Mike Tyson. But anyway, the reason I'm bringing that up is because in the moment I, I had told him, yeah, I was talking about my brand and how I've experienced adversity and he was just like, the interesting thing about perspective is that everybody has a different understanding of what yes. adversity means. Yes. And yeah. he was like, I know people that lost $10 million, they call that adversity. And I know people that lost $10,000 and call that adversity. Yeah. So he's like, adversity is what you identify as adversity whenever it's life. So, and that was interesting because like he paused me in mid thought and he went all in like, nah, like not belittling what I was saying, but just giving me a different perspective to view it as. Yeah. And it, that empowered cool. me because I'm like, shoot. Like, that's what it's all about. Cause you know, that's, that's what I talk about all the time is <clears throat> about keeping things in perspective. Like yeah, there's, I always think about this all the time is that there's people who can't eat right now, you know, and I live in, you know, especially in the times we're in right now with what this election crap and, and all these things, all these protests and stuff. And I'm just, I'm just so blessed and, and happy to be in, to be able to go outside of my house and walk around with free will. Like it's just, people take so much for, for granted because 
you go to these third world countries and you know they're ran by these tyrants and you don't even know because the news doesn't feed you that crap and because you've never been there and so that's why for me it's i i try to digest things very um slowly nowadays because there's so much misinformation like just reposting something um i really try not to do now because there's just so much misinformation out there you know and like they talk about oh well this guy's done this and it's like well well is it true i mean i don't know like was i with that person can i go and check and that's you know was i was i with that person you have a good because <clears throat> they talk about like how oh this person committed this crime they talk about how like not to get into politics but just they talk about how trump has done all these bad things okay but ha have we were you there right like was i there with trump and heard him like what i'm well, i'm here with you right now and seeing who you, you know what i mean yeah and yeah, seeing what we're doing it's so it's very hard to like find a trusted source these days and like take in that kind of information it's yeah it's just it's just very unfortunate because we're just fed so much crap and we're being pulled our energy is being pulled in all these different directions yeah and it's allowing us to get flustered inside and it's yeah. a, it's making us go outside and view our neighbors as oh you you believe in that here's the finger like you know it, and that's what i was talking about like you know being off instagram and stuff because there's just there's just so many people that repost just dumb shit and you're just like bro i just but how can you post something like that and spread that kind of misinformation or just or just blatantly believe that in general it's just you know we're, we're just kind of it's like the first thing we hear out of the sky we just take it and we just throw it on and feed it to everybody and it's just it, it's just it, it is it's like a tug of war of, of, of uh, negative you know energy and stuff like that because there's definitely been times where i'm just like man i want to comment on this person's post so bad you don't want to waste the energy though right and i just get i get so i get you know i, I was talking to i forgot who i was telling me the day but there was someone posted something on facebook and i'm i literally stared at it for 15 minutes because i'm like i'm into such shock and disbelief of like how someone could be that you know passionate arrogant um, about arrogant. posting something that is clearly not true but because it's the far left or far right side, they you know they're gonna they reposted it because it's just you know, it falls into their belief their belief level and it's just and then one's questioning anything and but that's a whole nother yeah, freaking thing yeah. to get into and so I, I, I don't even watch the news I don't either you know I don't want, I, I love sports I like the and you know some people are like well why do you waste your time time watching sports it it fuels me. To see these people at at such a high level and you know it just it makes it gets me fired up to to be more like that you know to be that more committed into what i'm doing like how committed they are on their craft of like tom brady um <clears throat> you know he's so committed on his craft dude's like 43 years old still playing football he's been playing for over 20 years now I and mean, it's just it's crazy and so just seeing like how intricate and how precise he is with stuff, it just it, it inspires me to be, you know, it just shows me I can be, you know, you know, I could do I want to do something like that. You know, I mean, we have Exciting. no limits. Our potential is infinite. It's limitless. The only limit that you have is the limit that you 
set. Yeah, that you set for yourself in your own mind. And that's interesting to speak out loud because I actually believe that. But yeah, yeah. it's hard to often convince people that that's the reality because they're stuck on the excuses yeah. of why they cannot win because of their yeah. belief system. So, oh yeah, that's, I mean, it, that's a biggie. That's a biggie right there, right? Yeah. And I had to and identify. I, and I could sit here and I could just hop on disability and be like, woe is me. You know? But I'm not trying to make a thousand dollars a month. Trying to make I'm trying to make a thousand dollars every minute. You know, so no, I'm just kidding. It's not it's not about the money, but it's just I think it's about what you can do <clears throat> when you when you know that you don't have limits. But the thing is and, and the thing is too is that like you know, I think the key to all that is it's not about what we're going to give when we make that money. It's about what we give right now. Like there's been times where I've had no money in the bank and I still tithe. I still give. Right? Like, because you believe, you trust God. Right? Back to this whole God thing. Whatever you believe in, you believe. Right? And so... That's, that's how I've rolled, and I, you know, I think tithing and giving like that is is just going to continue to come back to me tenfold, tenfold, hundredfold, thousand, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just this big snowball effect, you know? And that's why, for me, like, kind of my mantra is the secret to living is giving. I saw that on, I think it was uh, your Clubhouse profile. It's on my Instagram, too. Okay. Yeah, it's on a couple things. But yeah, there you go. That's, I feel very passionate about that, for sure. Yeah, it's just a little thing, man. But money is what we tie everything into. Money is what is... And money is everything, right? Because we have to use money for everything in our lives. It is what it is. It, it, this is what it is, right? So, you know, taking your money, it's a big deal. You know, well, I don't got any money. No. Find the money and go give the money. You know, I can't tell you, man, like how many times I've... I would get the, I would make money in Lyft and Uber and stuff, and I would tithe. You know, when I had no money, I would tithe. You know, tithe twenty dollars here, even if it was freaking five bucks, man. Like your last, penny, your last, last penny. It's, it, you know, it's what are you willing to give up? You know, and I always the kind of thing is I go back to, you know, I could lose everything today, and I'm and I'm I'm cool. Because I know, I know what to do. I have the knowledge. Kind of comes back to the whole journey of I left the valley and now I'm coming back. And I'm coming back to freaking fuck shit up. Like, your eyes are like, seriously. Because I'm like, the potential, it's your just own strengths. That and everyone around here, man, they lazy. Everyone, everyone is super lazy. And I mean, people in San Diego were lazy. So... And I grew up on a 10-acre ranch, so I, I, I've worked. I know what work is. Okay. And now it's like transpiring. It may not be bailing hay or bucking bronc or something, but it, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a different type of work. It's all in the mind. And obviously there's things I have to go, you know, drive around and meet people and stuff, but it's, it's the mindset and the work ethic in the mind is what it's about. So... so now, I mean, we've covered a lot of your story coming back. 
Uh, you've dropped a lot of knowledge, a lot of, I feel like, practical things for people uh, just in talking about your story. Practical things as far as like mindset goes. And, uh, mm -hmm. The one thing that I want to recircle and revisit is uh, with you knowing what you know now, what would you tell yourself or anybody listening that is younger or older, what kind of advice would you give them? in 2021 for 2021 um <clears throat> any advice um is it just general advice it can be just general advice i mean I, I, um i would say I'd say, you know, basics, <laughs> you know, love others for sure. Um, just be understanding, continue to be understanding and stuff and, and, and send love to everybody and, and no hate, like no, we got enough ne hate and negativity in 2020 and a lot of bad shit, you know, we, I think we've kind of seen that. Um, it would just be nice to see, you know, because you can feel the tension. Oh yeah, when you go into you, stores. you walk into stores, you could feel the tension, and everyone's just uptight and freaking out. And I just, uh, you know, I just want it. Just would be nice to see, you know, see some faces. Yeah, yeah. Have some laughs, man. Like just enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. Do what you love, man. Figure out what your strengths are. Figure out what your passion's about. Just do what you love. It ain't about the money. It ain't about the cars. It ain't about anything. The clothes. It ain't about the clothes. Oh, you're singing the song. I know. <laughs> the hoes. <laughs> no, so it, it ain't about any of that stuff, man. It's just, you know, do what you love, um, and you're never going to work a day in your life. It, it's so true. You know, you figure out what you love doing. I love helping people. That's what I do. It just happens to be in real estate, right? It's all about, for me, it's just all about being a solution to someone's problem. I wanna, I wanna provide value wherever I can, even if I don't get to, to flip that house. As long as I can point those people in the right direction to help them, that's that. good. That's good enough for me, man. That makes me happy. I'm happy that they're figuring out what to do on their next move. Cause, you know, we got, you know, I got. There's, there's always gonna be something else around the corner. That's and that's about. already came back to me before. You know, I've had people come back and they're, hey, I got my brother this that, you know. Or I've had a, a real estate agent reach out to me and, hey, your name came across my desk multiple times, that you're good, uh, I need you to help this person. Oh, cool. Yeah, dude, it's just, it, it just comes full circle and it's the best feeling. So, that's what I would say. Do what you love. Just make it happen. I can say the same thing uh, as far as guiding people even though they don't go with you. I mean, being yeah. in sales, I'm sure you've learned that over time. And yeah. You can't stress about those things at the end of the day. You just got to do it with the right intention and heart. Yeah. Pay it forward. Don't be sleazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and obviously, you guys, you can see it's getting dark, so we'll be wrapping up this episode. But um, Shane, so 2020, how did you end the year with, you know, your business? Uh, we survived. <laughs> you know, I, I did do my biggest deal this year, which is really cool. Um, but mainly, I 
you know, I knew I was leaving San Diego, so I really just kind of took a step back and just kind of soaked it all in and enjoyed the moment. Um, didn't really work too much in the half, the second half. Yeah, I did some deals and stuff, but um, nothing what the goal was said to do. You know, the goal I put on the company was to do 500000 and we didn't get anywhere near that, but, um, you know, I, I'm just, I'm blessed to be back here, super thankful, and and ready to kind of make it, you know, just continue to make it happen this year and see what I can do. What was your biggest deal? 2020. Uh, biggest deal actually was uh, land. Um, I'm kind of kicking myself in the ass for it because I could I could have bought it for um, under five thousand dollars. Wow! And I ended up letting another guy buy it. He got it for. Uh, thirty-eight or something like that. So I ended up, I ended up making thirty-two thousand dollars on it. But that same property, he, he ended up not even touching it, and he sold it this last month for one hundred five thousand dollars. Wow! So I could have had it, it for five grand and could have made a hundred grand on one one deal. How long did he have it for? Just six months, I think. I think it's probably because real estate's like appreciating during all this time. Going yeah, this yeah. So, I mean, like, we closed it in April, and uh, it was a hell of a deal because the guy lived in Utah. I was following up this. This guy would only have his phone on one day a week. His phone. Older guy in Utah, and imagine that, dude. Man, he was so hard to get a hold of. I have all the text messages and stuff. I've saved all the screenshots. You posted it, it was, right? I think I did post it. Yeah, because it's just such a good. Ex it's a great example of what it takes to get a deal sometimes, and the amount of follow up on people. Because people, they get busy. There's like these these properties I deal with. These people, they are in such distress situations. They don't think there's a way out. That's kind of what it is. They don't think there's a way out, and so you're like that beacon of light in the in in the way off distance. You know. Yeah. And they're like, oh my God, there is a way out of here. You know, and you're that way. It's, it's the greatest feeling for sure. So, but That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, I know you gave uh, your advice for 2021. Uh, yeah. We're kind of going to be wrapping up. This is episode number eight of Luxury Mindset. Right. Number eight. Yeah, it was a good one, Shane. Honestly, thank you for having me. Thank you for wanting to do this live. Today's January 4th. Yeah. This will air tomorrow. Uh, we'll just get it on there. Cool. Um, I'm excited though for this year, first and foremost. I mean, there's a lot of change. I know I'm not speaking too much like on my own personal life at the moment. I feel like I'm going through a lot of uncertainty as well, just different things. Um, but stick with it, guys. Like, honestly, understand that people are going through a lot. Everybody is. Yeah. And if you can just try to understand where people are coming from, like, actually try to understand. It'll set you up for success. Um, yeah. Sometimes we feel, like even I sometimes feel like I'm always trying to understand people, but oftentimes I've been neglecting those around me. And so like I'm, I'm dealing with my own issues uh, and circumstances. However, I'm trying to grow from those, you know, uh, those hands that I'm being dealt with. Yeah. Uh, and that's all we can do, just grow every day. So with that being said, guys, I'm going to go ahead and conclude episode number eight of Lux Mindset. Thank you for tuning in. Shane, it was a pleasure having you, brother.
honestly. Always. With Always. that being said, guys, doubt kills. Embrace now this moment, this moment that we're in, and live your legacy. Peace.